What's good guys? How we all doing today? It's Tuesday. It's a little gloomy out here in Warrensburg, Missouri. Clouds are out. It's just one of those days. I got an announcement to make and then I'm going to get into uh, some Kobe Bryant stuff. Uh, I'm going to put this podcast mostly for Kobe. So first I want to just say I am going to have a special Super Bowl special out on Friday with two of my boys, Seth Watson and Graham Sutherland are going to be on this show. We're going to talk the Super Bowl and make some predictions and just have a good time talking about the Super Bowl. But uh, let's move on to some serious stuff. As most of you know, Kobe Bryant passed away in a tragic accident Sunday morning. Uh, Him, his daughter, and seven other people were killed in a helicopter crash in California. Uh, Kobe died at the age of 41, and his daughter Gina, or Gigi as some know her, was 13 years old and died as well. Uh, I have I have a script written down, I, I'll say that, but I'm first not even going to look at it. I'm just going to talk my heart first and uh, just say what he meant to me, even though I live in Kansas City. Kobe Bryant, as I grew up, was pretty much the face of the NBA. Sure, you had LeBron coming in, but he didn't come in for another couple years, and Kobe was already playing, and I turn on the TV on a Sunday and watch the Lakers play the Celtics, or the Lakers play the Clippers, even the Spurs, and Kobe Bryant would be out there balling, and it was just the way he played that showed me so much. He played with heart, physicalness, he just wanted to be that dude. And as I was growing up, I was a I was a big kid, as most of you know. I was a pretty big kid until the last year and a half, the last half a year, pretty much. And uh, I just wanted to work hard, even though my body wasn't in the right shape. I would go to practice for football, put in the work, have fun doing it, and then put in the work at the game time. And it just showed a lot. And then, with also with Kobe, it wasn't that he was just a superstar. It was the way he carried himself off the field. Or off the court, I should say. Uh, He had the mentality. He was outgoing. He was a people person. And it showed after he retired. But, uh, I wouldn't be lying if I told you it didn't hurt when I read the news. Sunday, I was working with my uncle at a store in Sedalia. We were putting up a sign, and all of a sudden, Twitter goes nuts, and it said Kobe Bryant was killed in a fatal helicopter crash. And The first one I saw, I was like, oh, it's a joke. Someone's trolling us what's new, and then it kept coming in, and I'm like, this is for real. And uh, it hit me hard, and, and then the news was breaking that it could have been all four of his daughters on the plane, and then my heart was real sinking. And then they announced that Gina was on the helicopter as well. And it sucked, man. Like, Kobe Bean Bryant is dead. It just hurts. And no, I'll admit, I don't have a jersey of his. I don't have a pair of shoes of his. But I I was a fan. Like, it, it, it sucks. It just sucks, man. And I feel so 
much for Kobe's wife, Vanessa, and the three daughters he's left behind. It, it, it hurts. But, and so, all the tributes that happened on the NBA, I'll get into that. He had tributes from the NFL, Jimmy Fallon, Allen. The list goes on. But I do have a list of his career achievements, which probably most of you know, but I'm going to go over them. He had a 20-year career, all with the Lakers. He retired in 20, 2016. And then the Lakers retired both of his jerseys, number 8 and number 24, in 2017. And while we're on retired jerseys, uh, the Dallas Mavericks announced, well, Mark Cuban announced that no one in the Dallas Mavericks organization will ever wear number 24 ever again. Um, one of his most historical moments was that he put 81 points up against the Raptors um, January 22nd of 2006. It was the second most in NBA history. And then he also put up 60 points in his final game of his career. He's the only player to start an NBA All-Star game before turning 20. He's a five-time NBA champ and a two-time two MVP Finals of 2009 and 2010. 18-time NBA All-Star, four-time MVP for the All-Stars. And he was eligible for the first time to be put into the... Nasmith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, and he will be getting in first ballot this year. They've already announced. He was fourth on the NBA's all-time scoring list. LeBron passed him Saturday night, the day before his death. He was a 2007, 2000, 2007 to 2008 MVP, MVP, NBA MVP, same year, 2007 to 2008, guys, those seasons. He was an 11-time first-team All-NBA. He came into the league at 18 years old, the youngest ever at the time. He's a two-time scoring NBA champ in 2006 and 2007. Oh, man. Listen, and then, most people don't know this. He was drafted by the Charlotte Bobcats and then was traded the same day to the Lakers. So he wasn't drafted by the Lakers. He was traded to the Lakers on draft day. Um, and he had just started his career off, well, retirement as being a dad. And he had just won a, he won a Grammy. An Academy Award, I should say. He won a Grammy and a slash Academy Award for a short story. And then he also had a show on ESPN+. Plus. The list goes on about that, but I got that out of the way, and let's move on to more stuff like that. You have, he was being a great dad, he was coaching his daughter Gina's basketball team, the Mambas, as they were called. That's where they were flying to, it was a game. He was such an inspiration to people on the court and off the court. Uh, so many hearts were broken on Sunday. Stephen A. Smith, you could tell, was heartbroken. Jalen Rose. You had McGrady. I mean, the list goes on. And then you had NBA games still to play on Sunday. 
and every single game paid a tribute in one way or another some did it different some did it the same some did it multiple ways you had some teams take a 24 shot clock violation on their first possession some took the eight second uh, violation because you obviously wore number eight and then obviously number 24 um Trey Young got to wear the jersey number 8 to start the game and then took the 8 second. I mean, it hurts. And I, I, I'd i be lying if I said I think my heart was more broken when I heard the news that Gina was also on the helicopter. Because Gina was only 13 years old and she had a bright future ahead. Uh, Kobe would always say that he would get interviewed and uh, they would ask him well how's it feel not having a son that can take your reins in the NBA and he would go well I've got Gina who's going to take the reins when it comes to playing in basketball because he thought the world of this girl like I just can't stop imaging what he was doing in that helicopter when it was crashed going down like I just have this image of him holding her tight saying it's going to be okay and uh, saying I love you and (laughs) it hurts and UConn's women's basketball team did a, a beautiful thing last night they uh Showed a, They put a jersey down and put flowers because that's where she wanted to go. She wanted to go to UConn to play basketball. Wow. You had Ellen talk about her. Uh, talk about her. You had Ellen talk about Kobe and her. You've had uh, Jimmy Fallon talking about Kobe. And you had you had uh, the whole community of LA come together even though the Grammys were that night you had them just lining up outside the Staples Center and a crowd talking hugging supporting each other and it's just such a tragic accident like there's been so many athletes taken away at a young age that could have been something special not in the NBA not in the MLB not in football you had sports to go on I mean the top two that come to my mind when before the Kobe accident if you would ask me Two young stars you thought could be something special in the sports world that died at a young age. I go Jose Fernandez for the Miami Marlins, and then I would go Jordano Ventura for the Kansas City Royals. And then now you have Kobe up there. Even though Kobe had retired, I get all that. He retired, he was not an NBA player anymore. But this man was starting something special, and I could feel he was going to start something special after his retirement and he already had he had won a Grammy he had won something special and he was just becoming a 
a, I mean, just becoming to learn how to become a better father. And now his three kids won't have a father to grow up with. And I know the sports world's going to come together. I know LA is going to come together and help them out. But it just sucks, man. I I have no words. I you think about it. You you wake up every morning. You wake up to someone usually in your room or in the house you live in. You say what's up. Y'all go without your days. But do you ever imagine not seeing that person ever again? When you wake up and you're at your house with your siblings and your parents and you go go to school or you go to work, you say Alright, bye guys. I love you. I'll see you. I'll see you later. And they go, alright. Love you. Be safe. See you later. Is there anything in the back of your mind that you go, I ain't gonna see them again? No! That's the problem. Think about Vanessa, Kobe's wife. Kobe's three other kids. They're like, he's like, because the thing is, is he took the helicopter to his daughter's game. Because the thing is, is the helicopter he used is because he wanted to get from point A to point B in a faster time. Because when he was playing for the Lakers, he wanted to go get into work, put in the work at the gym, at the Staples Center to get ready for games. But he also wanted to have, be a family father so he could be there. But he, he was finding out faster as time goes on that uh, he couldn't do both. Because of the traffic in LA, so that's why he got the helicopter. And he's had the helicopter for a very long time. And then Sunday happens. But think about what Kobe's wife and kids they go, Bye dad, bye sister. We'll see you later tonight after your games. Good luck. Hope you win it. And they go, Alright, we'll see you later tonight. And we'll go try to win it. And then the news broke. And I think the other saddest part about this whole story is the police didn't even get to tell Vanessa, Kobe's wife, again, let me rephrase it, Vanessa, Kobe's wife, face-to-face that that was Kobe's helicopter. TMZ reported it before the news broke, before the police could tell anybody How would that make you feel as a parent or even a loved one to know that you, the news broke because you couldn't be told face to face by the cops yet because they were still doing the digging and trying to figure everything out. Like that just isn't right, man. That hurts even more inside. It sucks. Like, I want you right now, when you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, tell someone you love them. If you have beef with someone, end the beef, man. Like, there's no guarantees for tomorrow. You don't got that guarantee tomorrow. You don't got the guarantee in the next hour. There is no guarantees in life. 
you work for it. But if there's something bugging you, you you have a fight with someone, you have you're having an argument, or you're just not talking to someone, end it, man. End it. This world is full of so much hate. With gun violence and politics and all this. We need to come together. I I hate that there's hate in this world. I wish there was more love out there. I love my parents. I love my brothers. And I mean, I love my brothers, as in blood brothers. I also love my brothers as friends brothers. They know that. They're my brothers for life. My family is family for life. Sure, me and my brothers are you. The next day, we're over it, usually. I mean, I hated as a kid that we would... I, okay, I wouldn't say that. We would fight as a kid. And we would, like, quote-unquote, hate each other at the time. And then, two hours go by, and we're playing video games together, or we're playing around horse playing in the house. But, there is some people in this world that have hate on someone that they've had hate for two years on someone. Get over it! Make it up! Just end the beef with the person, alright? We don't need all this hate in the world. Um, another big thing about everything is Nike has literally sold out of all Kobe gear, whether that be shirts or shoes. It don't matter. They have sold out of all of it. Uh, they don't know if they're going to restock it. I hope they do. I mean, there's some people out there that want Kobe, Kobe gear that didn't get the Kobe gear because they sold out so fast. Others is it's like it's just so hard for it. Like I get that you had a signature shoe with Kobe. I feel like you should keep that signature shoe going. Like he would want that to happen. Uh you also have the Clippers and Lakers game that was supposed to happen tonight has been postponed. Which I get. I mean, I don't know how the Lakers could play under these conditions tonight, so that sucks that that game's canceled. And then you also have uh, the other people on this this helicopter that were killed. I mean, yeah, Kobe and Gianna Bryant were both on this plane, but there were seven other people on this plane that deserved to know, uh, be recognized for their for their deaths. You had. Tri uh, Christina Mauser and uh, excuse me, my bad. You had John and Kenny Altrabelli, and then they were parents of Alisa Altrabelli, which Alisa was a Mamba teammate. John Altrabelli was a baseball coach. You also had Christina Mauser, who was the assistant basketball coach for Kobe Bryant's team. Well, Kobe Bryant was the head coach. She was the assistant coach. You had Ara Zobana who was the pilot of the helicopter. And everyone's saying, oh, he wasn't an efficient pilot. This man was a certified pilot. He had been working for Kobe for a long time. 
and he had permission to fly on Sunday, even though the, the fog was bad. You have Sarah Chester and Peyton Chester. Peyton was a Mamba teammate, and Sarah was Sarah Chester, who is Peyton's mom. So you have three players from the Mamba team gone. You have the head coach and the assistant coach gone. You have three teammate parents gone. You have a probably a father, a husband, an Ara gone. All these other people on this plane had lives. And they thought they would be home for those lives. And for those kids. Or for their husbands or wives. And they won't be. I feel so bad for the Altobellis. They leave two sons behind. Those two sons won't have a sister or two parents anymore. I feel bad for Peyton and Sarah Chester. They probably leave behind a father at least, uh, a father and a husband at least, maybe a, a siblings or sons and daughters. Christina Mauser leaves behind a husband and three kids. These other people had lives too, and it hurts. That and I'm not taking anything away from Kobe Bryant or Gianna, but it hurts that we're putting those seven on the back burner because of who else was on this plane. But those those seven pe those seven other people that were on that helicopter had had lives and had people that they that cared about them that they won't get to see again because of the crash. And so it really does hurt. And so I want to take a moment right now. I'm going to do 24 seconds of silent for the number 24 for Kobe Bryant. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry that this podcast has been real, but this is my raw and real emotions about this whole situation that's gone down on Sunday. And uh, I was planning on actually putting out a podcast yesterday, but I was not ready for it. I, I, don't, I don't think I could have done it. And so I decided to stick with my normal schedule and do it today. And... Uh, I'm sorry if this was too much for you or you didn't like how raw or raw the emotion was or that I just talked about Kobe Bryant, but I felt like this needed to be out there. Uh, Kobe was so much more than a basketball player, so much more than an Academy Grammy winner. He was a father. He was a husband. And these other passengers were so much more too. His daughter is leaving behind a mom and sisters so I just felt like I needed to get this out there for y'all um as you all know I'm JT Noah and uh I will talk to you guys later <laughs>